Welcome to Discover Church Podcast. We believe that God's Word is alive and that it breathes life into us. We pray that today's message will challenge you, encourage you, and equip you to be all that God has created you to be. Enjoy the message. What an awesome day to be in church. To celebrate our risen Savior, Jesus Christ, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, it's one thing if he comes and he was born, but if, if he doesn't give his life and raise from the dead, and we're going to be talking about that in a minute, then we have no hope still. But he came, he come, and he, he accomplished everything that he had sent out to accomplish. And we are able to live in a, a life of blessing and a life of hope and a life of future because of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray that you have an opportunity this week to... Uh, Spend some time with your family and focus on Jesus as a family. Um, but as of right now, I want to I go ahead and jump into the message. Today's going to be a little bit different. We're going to be taking communion uh, in a little bit. I'll kind of give you some instructions as we go along. But I want to finish up our series just really quickly this morning of the Grinch in me. And the sermon that I have for you is, it's going to be a brief one, so prepare yourself. Some of y'all don't believe that, do you? It's called the unexpected Christmas. And when it comes to Christmas, how many know parents can be sneaky? Parents sometimes can be sneaky, right? They do the whole like box and a box and a box and a, and a box. And sometimes what you see is not always what you get. And we try to disguise a gift by putting it in all different types of things. And honestly, the more deceptive the box, the better it is because we love the suspense. But I want to tell you this morning that the contents that are inside the package are more important than the package itself. The contents that are on, inside, on the inside of the box are more important than the package itself. And we have to make sure that we make room and that we don't dismiss the contents because of the package. Like, I can tell you guys that there were some times in my childhood that I would have received a gift and it didn't come in the original box. And I would look at him like, well, well, that's, that's a downer. (laughs) I guess this one's not going to be a good one this year. And then I open it up and it's something awesome and it's something amazing. And I just want to tell you guys in a practical way, sometimes God has things like that in store for you that you may not like the package, but the contents are good. Somebody shout amen. Amen. I believe that God has good things in store, not just for me, but for you and for your family. So don't dismiss the contents and the blessings that God has set out to give you just because you don't like the color of the paper, right? Just because you don't like the shape of the box. And isn't life like that sometimes a little bit, isn't it, for us? And what you, you guys have seen the movie Forrest Gump, and as, what does he say? Mama said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get, right? We, we, we understand this. In fact, sometimes you don't even get what the box says you're getting because the package is disguised. So the point that I'm trying to make is sometimes the blessings of God are not clear. Sometimes they are disguised. Sometimes God wants to bless you in ways that you don't see right off the bat, that you don't see right on the surface. Sometimes God's blessings go deeper than what you can see with your eyes. On the surface, it may not look like a blessing. Somebody shout, look. 
It may not look like a blessing, but God's got something good for you if you choose to see it. I was thinking about the Jewish culture, and for centuries, the Jewish culture, the people were promised a Messiah, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited, right? Expecting the arrival of their king, day after day they waited, year after year they waited. The problem was that their expectations of the promise to come were wrong. They were looking for the right gift in the wrong package. Jesus came born in a lowly manger in a humble town. He was a gift. He was Emmanuel, right? He was God with us. But the gift came in a package that they didn't expect. The promise that they looked for for so long was right underneath their nose the whole time, and they missed it because they chose not to see it. They expected their king to come wrapped in glory and splendor, right? Like a king would come. Instead, he came wrapped in swaddling clothing, lying in a humble manger, a manger like a servant. Odd packaging for a king of kings and a lord of lords, isn't it? The savior of the world. You think of all the splendor and everything that's happened with all the royalty people that we have seen in our life, but yet the king of kings comes wrapped in the most, the most humble way possible. Not only that, but who would have thought that the Lord of Lords would have come from the belly of a humble servant as well? Who would have thought that the conqueror of death would one day be clothed, that would one day be clothed in majesty, would be stripped of his clothes and crucified on a cross? Somebody shout unexpected. unexpected. A manger and a cross. An unexpected beginning followed by an unexpected ending. A humble birth followed by a criminal's death. He was an unexpected gift from an unexpected place. So many people, I believe, have missed out on the greatest gift that the world has ever known simply because the package wasn't right. Simply because Jesus didn't look the way they wanted him to. Right. Simply because maybe Jesus didn't bless them the way that they wanted him to. Maybe Jesus didn't fit their life the way that they wanted him. Maybe the answer for the life, just like in that time with the Jewish people, maybe the answer was right underneath their nose the whole time but they chose to not see the blessing. The truth is that people to this day, right now, as we're sitting here, are still searching for the Messiah to come, the one who already came. They're still searching because they expected their king to come wearing a crown of gold, not a crown of thorns. And as I begin to think about the birth of Jesus and how we came in an unexpected package, I began to think about our own lives. And not only do God's blessings come in packages that we don't expect, sometimes they come in packages that we don't want. Sometimes God will give you things in your life 
Sometimes God will bless you in ways in your life that sometimes you don't even see it coming. Sometimes it looks in ways that you don't even want it. To, you don't even want it to be like this. But I'm reminded of the Bible that says that God's ways are higher than my ways and that God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts, that even though that I don't see it, even though that I don't understand it, even though I may say, God, I don't want it like this, God says, can you trust me? Right? Can you trust me? And it makes me wonder, how many blessings in our life have we missed out on just because we didn't like the package? Because God give you something he gave you a moment. He gave you an opportunity. And because it didn't look the way that you wanted it to look or it didn't sound the way you wanted it to sound, we take the moment, we take the blessing that's hidden in disguise and we complain about it, right? We gripe about it. God, I wish this was different. God, I wish this looked different. God, I wish this sounded different. How many blessings have we missed out on that were right underneath our nose just because we didn't like the package? The Bible says... In Romans 8 and 28, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, it says, and we know, everybody shout me, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. What if the things that God has given you that you've resented the most are his mercies in disguise. Isn't that good? What if the, the packages that God has wrapped his blessings in, that he is meant to cause good for your life, that we looked at them the wrong way the whole time? Because I believe that God causes everything to work for my good. Even the packages I don't like Right? God causes everything to work together for my good. You may not like the package, but I want to tell you this morning that the package has a purpose. Everything that God sends into your life is not by mistake. It has a purpose. Why? Because God's ways are higher than my ways. And his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. And he has a plan for me, a plan to give me a hope and a plan to give me a future. And even though I may not like the package, the package has a purpose. Whatever God has placed in your life, I can tell you that he has the intent in some way to bless you. Maybe life is more like a box of Legos than a box of chocolates meaning that we get out of it, what we get out of it is what we make of it. Maybe God just gives you all different, these, these different instruments in your life and tools in your life and building blocks in your life. And he says, Chris, I've given you everything you need to live a blessed life, but you've got to make it. I don't need to give you anything else. Sometimes we are guilty saying, God, I need. God, I need. God, I want. God, if you would just. God, if, and then ask God to fill. Maybe God says, I've already given you all of the building blocks that you need to live a blessed life, but you've got to build it. I can tell you that what God wants you to make out of your life is a deeper relationship with him. 
And anything and everything that we receive, regardless of the package that it comes in, is is intended to give us what we really need, Jesus Christ. Because as much as we think that we need a bunch of other stuff in our life, when it all boils down to one thing, the only thing that I really need is Jesus, my Savior, my King, my Lord. Sometimes blessings in life come in unexpected packages, and you may not like the box, you may not like the wrapping paper, but I believe that God is using unexpected things to bless you, but you have to choose to see him at work in your life. Just like we talked about earlier with the Jewish culture, he was there. Everything that they needed, everything that they prayed for, everything that they waited for, everything that they longed for was right there. But they didn't choose to see it because Jesus didn't come the way that they wanted him to. And so I pray this morning, God, help me to not live my life expecting you to come in my life the way that I want you to. But help me, God, to see the blessings in my life, even though I don't like the packages, even though I don't like the circumstances. God, that I trust you enough to know that sometimes it may be your mercies in disguise. This morning, even though that we're celebrating the birth of our Savior, we want to take this time and also remember the death of our Savior. We're going to take some communion, if you would, you go ahead and take your, your cup out and pull off the top. There's a piece of bread on it. I love this time of year because this time of year is everything. I think about it like this. What is it whenever, when a mother gives birth, baby is born into this world. I, 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 can't, I don't know the name of the equipment, but you see that little, you see that heartbeat, right? Do-do, do-do, right? And I think, I think about when Jesus came into this world, I felt like the world was just kind of here. We were flatlined. And then Jesus came and he was born. And then God said, do, 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 do. He said, life is about to begin. But the truth is, if Jesus would have only came, if he would have only been born, and if he would not have finished what he came and set out to finish, it wouldn't have meant anything. So even though this is a season of remembering the birth of our Savior, we need to understand that if it wasn't for the sacrifice of our Savior, the birth wouldn't have meant anything at all. Father, today we love you. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. We thank you that you were Emmanuel. We thank you that you were God with us. We thank you for your birth. Thank you, God, that you came to this earth when you didn't have to. God, you chose to because you loved us so much. But, Father, even greater than that, I thank you that you gave your life for me. 
that even while I was still a sinner, you came and you died for me. Father, we love you today and we thank you for your body. As we eat this bread in just a moment, God, we eat this to remember the body that was beaten and bruised for us. We thank you for your sacrifice, Jesus. Amen. Go ahead and take the bread. Thank you, Jesus. Father, this morning we also remember your blood that was sacrificed for us. Your body that was not only beaten, not only did you, you take upon my pain, God, but you paid the ultimate sacrifice. That one drop of your blood, God, was so powerful that it was enough for all of humanity. God, we thank you for your blood that has been applied to our life. That even though we're holding this morning is, is grape juice, God, we just thank you for your blood that has been applied to our life. And we drink this today, God, to remember your sacrifice in our life. It is your blood that freed us, Jesus. It is your blood that saved us. And today, God, we say thank you for your sacrifice. Go ahead and drink. Can you just go ahead and take a moment just in, within yourself and just worship the Lord for everything that he has done for you, for his sacrifice in your life? Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We thank you for your grace in our life. God, we thank you that you loved us when we were unlovable. God, I thank you today that you climbed up on that cross willingly and you gave your life for me. No, not even knowing, God, if I would ever give my life to you, you gave your life for me. God, we thank you today. What an awesome sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice. We remember you today, Jesus. Amen. We're going to go ahead and go into our, our candlelight portion of the, of the service. If you guys would go ahead and stand with me, please. I want to ask my wife to come join me on the stage. This is something that we've done for a few years and I just love the symbolism of it because Jesus said that we are the light of the world, that we should let our light shine before men. So this is us symbolizing that we are the light of the world. But what's going to happen is before we leave this place, you're going to blow this candle out. You're going to put it back in the basket and you're going to leave. But I want to tell you today, even though you may blow out this candle while you're still in the building, will you go out of this place and let your light shine? Yes. Will you go out into this dark world 
and be a light into somebody's path that would point them to Jesus. Somebody is waiting on you to be a light in their life. So when we do this in a minute and you, you look at your light, I just want you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to challenge you about what this really represents in your life. This is not just something that we want to do to, to be cute or cool on a, on a Christmas service, but as a symbolism for what Christ has called me to do. So as your leaders this morning, my wife and I, we're going to start this and what we're going to do uh, we're going to, we'll go down, we'll light the worship team, we'll, we're going to light the first row, and then I want the first row to turn around and light the second row and then go back, and then we'll get everybody lit that way. God, thank you today that you have called us to be your light. God, would you help us to be that light? Would we've remembered you, but we also need to remember your word that told us that you have called us to be the light of the world. So God, we ask today that you would help us do that. In Jesus' name, amen.